Your source for community, Muskoka-made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Visit DairyLaneDental.com. Good morning, Muskoka, and happy Saturday morning. I'm Kelly, your local art therapist and phototherapy specialist here in downtown Huntsville. And I'm your host of Mental for Art, the show that offers creative alternatives to talking it out. Because sometimes talking just isn't enough. Sometimes talking is just too much. Anyway, as you know, this show is about you and your daily concerns. And I'm just here on the other side of this mic to support you with those concerns. And I'm going to do so using a variety of art and photo-based activities. So just a little something from me to you to help you see when you're stuck, where you're stuck, help you change your focus, and perhaps help you view your world just a little bit differently. So let's get right into this week's episode and topic of conversation, which is a hot one, one that I love talking about because funny enough, it's something that actually happens a lot and in a lot of relationships, but is rarely identified for what it is or even talked about as such because far too often it's labeled as something else or just overlooked. But it definitely deserves to be talked about, and it's more common than you think. And one of our listeners, and actually, uh, I would say one of my clients in this last five, six months, has brought this to my attention and has you know, asked for some support with this. So that's the reason for today's uh, conversation about, well, I'm going to get there, but if you didn't catch the pun or the subtle pun that I tossed out earlier... Today's topic of conversation is about gaslighting. That's, yeah, I don't know whether some of you have heard that. I mean, now some of you might know what gaslighting is and some of you may not. Some of you may have heard it mentioned before, or perhaps some of you may have experienced it before or even been accused of it. Regardless, gaslighting is definitely well worth talking about. So let's get talking about it. What is gaslighting? Well, for those of you who don't know what it is, um, gaslighting is a form of manipulation and, or more seriously, it's actually a form of emotional abuse because gaslighting makes you question your beliefs and your perception of reality. You know, gaslighting makes, well, if it's, if it's done correctly and if it's done over a long period of time, gaslighting can make you feel crazy. And like I said, over time, this type of manipulation can wear down your self-confidence and your self-esteem, you know, so much so that you end up becoming dependent on the person who's gaslighting you. Wow, that's crazy, eh? Just think about that. Now, I've known what gaslighting is for quite some time, but what I didn't know is where the term came from. And as a phototherapist, you know, someone who works with photographs and film, this was really interesting for me. Um, because lo and behold, it came from a play called Gas Light, way back in the 1930s, and which was later released as a movie, actually two movies in 1940 and, and again in 1944, which I actually watched fairly recently. And that movie is called Gaslight. Now, the play or the movies that followed um, that followed the play were, were about a husband who isolates and manipulates his wife, essentially doing so with the intent of trying to drive her crazy, you know, with the end goal of being to drive her so crazy 
that she needs to be committed or institutionalized. That was his goal. You know, it's, it's an older black and white film starring Ingrid Bergman and Charles Boyer, um, two people which I, are two actors that I really like. And, you know, despite the obvious nature of their depiction of the husband's gaslighting, because it is, it is pretty obvious in the movie, it's still really worth the watch, as it definitely can give you a good sense of what gaslighting is and, and how um, demonstrative it can be. So, you know, this, this movie, this poor woman falls madly in love with this charming and charismatic man, only to have him manipulate her so badly or gaslight her so badly that she literally ends up fighting for her own sanity. And thankfully, good old Ingram Bourbon, thankfully she figures it out in the end. But there are so many individuals out there who are being manipulated in the same way or gaslit that have no idea that it's even happening. You know, their self-esteem or self-confidence is so low or has been beaten down for so long that they blame themselves or even believe what's been told to them. So how do you know, or how can you tell if someone is gaslighting you? Well, there are definitely signs and things to look out for, that's for sure. Um, you know, for instance, like someone who's gaslighting you might deny or mock your recollection of events. So essentially saying your recollection of what happened is wrong. That didn't happen that way. Oh, you're, you know, you're, you're recalling it incorrectly or it wasn't that bad, you know, that you, you remembered it incorrectly and have the whole thing wrong. And, and they may also insist that you said or did things that you know you didn't do, that you know you didn't say, you know, setting you up to question yourself. <clears throat> Pardon me. They might also accuse you of being, being crazy or too sensitive. I hate that one, right? You can never be too sensitive because if you're being too sensitive, it just means that you have things inside you that need you to, that need to come out. And they may not come out in the best of ways, but at least they're coming out. So, like I said, they might accuse you of being crazy or too sensitive when you share how you're feeling or when you express your needs or your concerns. And they might also involve others. This is a big one. They might also involve others by sharing their doubts about your feelings, your state of mind, or perhaps even your behaviors. You know, they generally twist things around in their favor when retelling events to shift the blame from them to you, from them onto you, insisting that they're right and you're wrong, refusing to consider the facts or even your perspective. So anyone who has experienced or has experience of gaslighting will tell you that it's not a nice experience at all and that the experience itself has left them second-guessing themselves constantly that it's left them confused and overwhelmed and, and even questioning their ability to make decisions on their own. And that's, that's not a very nice state to be in, you know, second guessing yourself all the time and questioning your own decisions. And these are not all the signs of gaslighting. There are others. And there are also signs to look out for that will help you recognize whether or not you're experiencing gaslighting, whether or not you've fallen prey to a gaslighter, or if you're, aware and in that state where you'd like to, you know, work on yourself, whether or not you're actually a gaslighter. So, for instance, have you ever found yourself with the urge to apologize all the time? You know, being or, or believing you can't do anything right and that you're always at fault. 
And not just because you've been accused of being at fault or wrong, but actually finding yourself accepting blame for things that you didn't do or didn't say. You know, do you ever experience feelings of nervousness and anxiety or worry? And, and far too often, have you lost your confidence and constantly wonder if, if you are too sensitive? You know, perhaps you're thinking that, that, that question, you know, what's wrong with me that I'm getting so upset over something someone else thinks is so trivial? Or have you ever found yourself feeling disconnected from yourself? In other words, you've lost sight of who you are as an individual because you're believing everything everyone else or this person is saying to you, <clears throat> you know, believing Pardon me, you're to blame when anything goes wrong. Having that constant sense that something isn't right, even though you can't put your finger on what that is or what's wrong. That feeling of, of hopelessness and frustration. And the scary thing is you're feeling these things and you're feeling this, this way, not because of something you've done, but because of something you know, that someone else says or implies about your behavior. Let me give you an example. Let's say someone says to you, you seem really out of it today, or you seem really out of it lately. You keep forgetting things. And when you do remember things, you remember them wrong. I'm really worried about you. And I, and you know, I wouldn't say this about you if I, if I didn't care, Right. It's that mask of concern. You know, when they mask their manipulation with that element of concern. That, and you know, I wouldn't say this about you if I didn't care, right? That can leave you even more convinced that there is something wrong with you. I've witnessed gaslighting a number of times and experienced it, but the witnessing of it is always so much easier to spot, however, so much harder to swallow. It's not nice to see that happening to somebody you care about. So I sat and I listened to gaslighters and watched friends as, as they've second-guessed themselves and, you know, questioned their memories and their decisions. And I've watched them try and convey their truth only for their partners to mock their ability to remember or even mock their sensitivity around the situation itself, claiming it wasn't nearly as bad as they're letting on and that they have it all wrong. I've watched as their partners took full advantage of their gentle nature and their trust in, in, the, in this person to use their skill of manipulation and gaslighting to make them feel small and stupid and even crazy. I've watched and treaded really carefully around my responses and reactions because after all, they are my friends. And after all, they don't recognize what's happening to them or that it's happening to them by someone they love. And so you have to be careful, right? So I'm going to leave you here and take a wee break so that you can absorb and reflect on what we've been talking about and perhaps see if you can relate to what I've been discussing or perhaps recall a similar situation where you may have been the victim of a gaslighter and didn't know it or didn't recognize it until now. You know, think about how that makes you feel. Maybe it's still ongoing and this conversation um, can, be, uh, can be of some help for you. So let's stop here and take a break. And when we return, I'm going to do my best to offer you a creative activity or process to help support your awareness of gaslighting and perhaps your recovery of a time when. 
So go grab a glass of water or a cup of coffee or a tea. Use a powder room or whatever you need to do and ponder some of those current or previous experiences that you may have had with a gaslighter or with gaslighting. And then I'll meet you back here for some creative tips. See you soon. By Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Visit DairyLaneDental.com. Welcome back, everyone, to Mental for Art. I'm Kelly, your host and local art therapist and phototherapy specialist. If you just tuned into the show... You have a few episodes of Mental for Art to look forward to and catch up on. And just wanted to say welcome to all our new listeners and, and thank you because I'm, I'm really grateful for the opportunity to be able to, to be here to talk to you about, you know, everyday concerns and, and just try and offer you some creative alternatives and approaches to how those concerns or, you know, problems affect you and, and how you work them out. So if you are just tuning in, Today, we're talking about a hot topic. Yeah, I had to throw that in again. I like my puns. But in all seriousness, today we are talking about a hot topic, one that affects so many without their awareness or knowledge, because those who do it are really good at what they do. And what we're talking about today is gaslighting, or more specifically, gaslighters, and the signs to look out for from those who gaslight and those who have been gaslit. And just a recap for those of you who are just tuning in, gaslighting, um, it's, it's a form of manipulation and emotional abuse. And is so because gaslighting makes you question your beliefs and your perception of reality. Gaslighting can make you feel crazy. And over time, this type of manipulation and emotional, sorry, emotional abuse can wear down your self-confidence and your self-esteem, so much so that you end up becoming dependent on the person who's gaslighting you. And that's not a good thing. But there are signs and things to look out for when it comes to being gaslit. Again, some of the signs include being denied or being mocked around your recollection of events, you know, claiming your recollection of what happened isn't what happened at all, and that you've got it wrong. I've had that happen a number of times, and it's, it, it is, it's frustrating. Or, you know, someone insisting you said or did something that you know you didn't do and didn't say. Again, really frustrating. Um, so essentially setting you up to question yourself with the intent of leaving you feeling like you got it wrong, that you're too sensitive or you're going crazy. You know, there's nothing worse than opening up and sharing how you're feeling only to have someone tell you you're too sensitive or that that's not what happened, shifting the blame from them to you, insisting they're right and you're wrong, refusing to consider the facts or even your perception. And gaslighters, they don't just do this when you're alone. They do it in front of people. They do it in front of people so they have more ammunition. So you can feel even worse, even crazier, even stupider. You know, they're very skilled at what they do and can go undetected unless you're aware of the signs. So if you find yourself making choices to please others instead of yourself or frequently questioning whether you said the right thing or made the right choice, and finding yourself making excuses for the person that's gaslighting you or to your family and friends, then that's a red flag. And if you find yourself lying or isolating yourself from loved ones to avoid confrontation or, or even constantly reviewing your words and actions to make sure you've done everything right, 
for, you know, for fear of being called on it, then you, my friend, are probably a victim of gaslighting. And sadly, people who gaslight do so because they need validation. So it's hard to believe that someone you care about that, you know, may or may not be gaslighting you, let's say they are, that they're doing it so that they can feel better than you. They need to be, you know, they need to be right all the time to keep their own sense of power and control because without it, they would be lost. And isn't this the most opportune time, given the way the world, you know, these past two years has been for those who feel a lack of power and control to light that match? It's really sad when you think about it. I mean, I can feel for them too, you know, to add fuel to fire, to get others to believe and support their version of the truth or events in order for them to maintain their much needed sense of power and control so that they feel their narrative is more valid and important than yours or someone else's so that, you know, that they can get you questioning your reality and leave you feeling like you're going crazy. Gaslighting isn't the same as someone lying to you or someone just expressing a difference of opinion. It's not the same as someone saying you're wrong about something. It's more subtle than that, making it harder, you know, for us to recognize. So it's really important to know the signs because gaslighting doesn't just happen between partners in a, in a marriage or a relationship. It happens at work. It happens at home. It happens between family members, between friends. It happens in all kinds of forms of relationships. But here's a good question. Why does gaslighting work? Why is this form of manipulation and emotional abuse so effective? Well, partly because we want to trust the person gaslighting us and earn their approval. We, and very understandably, we want to have faith in our parents, our partners, our boss, our coworkers, our best friend, even our doctors. But the truth is, we all carry insecurities that we are afraid to acknowledge. And when someone gives us a reason to doubt ourselves, well, it's likely they've breathed life into all of those insecurities. And in all fairness to us, gaslighting isn't always obvious or extreme. Oftentimes, it's di disguised as an attempt to look out for us. So what can we do about it? I mean, we know the signs now, but how can we protect ourselves without feeling like we're defending ourselves against someone who clearly rocks at the game of manipulation and emotional abuse? Well, here's where we get creative or I get creative with a little exercise or activity that I like to call doodle me sing. It's a cute name. I know. And it's fun. Um, and it's helpful. You know, it's, it's often easier to question yourself about an argument or discussion that's happened days ago. So start recording events right after they happen. So you have evidence. So you don't need to second guess yourself. And when I say evidence, I mean evidence for you. So you don't need to second guess yourself. Jotting down highlights from a conversation and doodling, this is important, doodling the person's body language and gestures, because that offers something tangible for you to review when your memory is called into question, right? And it's also doodling their, their body language helps you identify their behaviors, when it comes to gaslighting. So 
you know, doing this is going to have, give you something tangible to review when, when your memory is called into question, because you know, it will be, I mean, you could even use your phone to record your argument, but the act of writing it down and doodling their body language lends itself better to awareness, memory and change. Now you might not feel comfortable confronting the person who's doing the gaslighting, but at least your notes and doodles will help you recognize that you're not crazy, that how you remember things and, and you know, how they came about and how they presented themselves is real. And that how you feel about things isn't wrong because you have tangible evidence to support this now and to support what's happening to you. And that's important. It's like leaving a trail of breadcrumbs so you can find your way out. So, in addition to this, now that we've got the note-taking and the doodling, you also need to set boundaries. You need to set boundaries for yourself and verbal boundaries at that. Now, this is where I step out of, you know, the, the art aspect of it, where using your voice is going to have an impact. Those verbal boundaries that you set are going to be important. This is so important because establishing boundaries can interrupt someone's attempt at gaslighting you and provide you with some much needed physical and emotional space. So the next time, pardon me, it happens, try saying, it seems like we remember things differently. So let's, let's just leave it at that and move on. Or if you call me crazy, I'm going to leave the room. And here's a big one. If you correct me in front of my family or friends again and claim I've got it wrong, then I'm going to call you on it right in front of them. Now, using these um, boundary statements, these verbal boundaries, is going to help not only the gaslighter recognize, pardon me, that you're onto them, but it's going to help shut them down. They won't be able to gaslight. It's It's like throwing gas on a a fire that somebody has already removed the wood from, right? It's not, there's nothing to burn. So setting and sticking to boundaries is key. I can't emphasize that enough. And following through on those boundaries is even more important because it shows them, those who gaslight, that they can't manipulate you, that they can't use you against you, that the fuel they've been using to drive you to second-guessing yourself and to thinking you're crazy has run out. Poof. No more flames, just a lingering smell of gassy smoke that you will never, ever forget the smell of. And there you have it. That, my friends, is a creative start to not only regaining your sanity, your self-esteem, and your self-confidence, and eliminating that second-guessing, that self-blame, but also that manipulation and, and emotional abuse. And this is how you put a gaslighter in their place, by showing them that you're not crazy. Because a crazy person wouldn't be smart enough to leave a trail of breadcrumbs, wouldn't be smart enough to doodle their their sanity. So this brings me to the end of this month's episode of Mental for Art. I hope you enjoyed it. I do like talking about gaslighting and I could talk forever, but we have a limit (laughs) on how much time I have here. Um, So I want to thank you for joining me and for taking the time out of your Saturday morning to make mine. I look forward to meeting you back here again next month when I will address yet another common concern and offer another creative approach for you to try. So keep your emails coming because I love reading them 
And I love brainstorming. I love, you know, the challenge of creating new ideas that will support you with those concerns. So be sure to send those emails and letters to Kelly at pictureyourselfwell.com and using the subject line mental for art. And until then, this is Kelly, your host of mental for art, wishing you all positive growth and healing and the opportunity to make your way out of the fire and back into the calm. Remembering that trust is fragile. So treat it with love, kindness, and respect. So have a wonderful month, everyone. And remember that the best way to put a little happiness in your day is to color someone else's. So keep coloring it forward, and I'll see you soon.